stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm my co-host, Terry Jackson. How are you there, Terry? I'm here, love. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, Terry's in New York, you know, I can tell. I hear all that noise, you know. <laughs> Is it loud? I thought I was yeah, in yeah. it's kind of quiet. Yeah, well, Terry, how's it going in New York? I love New York, man. I don't know why it took so long to get here. It's beautiful. Well, you got to listen. Tell listeners again why you're out there. Um, I'm out here because my daughter is singing with the Casper Children's Chorale, and they are going to be singing at Carnegie Hall. Uh, I'm actually singing in Park City, the Park Central Hotel, which is right across the street. Um, down here with, with everything, man. It's uh, it's awesome. Times Square is down the way, and everything's within walking distance. Great food, great people. It's cool. That's good. I'm glad to get to get away and do that, um, Terry. Good to have you. Actually, take time to do the show. But you know what? We didn't have Galen on last week, but Galen in the day. You there, Galen? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? Good, Galen. How's it going? Good, good, man. You're in New York, huh? I'm in New York. Nice time City. to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, gu- well guys, you know, uh, it's going to be a special show because I didn't tell Terry what we were going to talk about. I didn't tell you, Galen. I'm actually really glad you called in, Galen, too, to get on this. Uh, I don't know how you guys are take this show, but I think we need to get it out there because I don't know if you guys watch First Take. I know you do, Gaylor, and I know you've been on the road, Terry. But have you watched it lately, the last couple of days? No, I haven't. No, I Gaylor. haven't either. Well, the thing about it is um, Galen Rose and uh, Skip Bayless got into a big controversy argument, and we're going to talk about that. And I think we talked about it on the show before. And I sat down with you, Gaylor, when um, I was fortunate enough to visit with you, and um, you took me to the airport in Denver. And I sat in your place, you know, wonderful, you know, what you took care of me. And, and Terry, when I come out there, you take care of me, and we go at it. But the conversation was, was when do we cross the line? I mean, and we talked about that with, you know, the players and coaches. And um, to get into a little bit more, do the coaches cross the line? And I'm going back with the coach with Arkansas. Did he cross the line? When does his personal business interfere with his job, guys? And that's what we want to talk about today, you know, should that have got him fired, what he did? Well, I'll, I'll try and answer this first, Galen, and then you can go. But, you know, it's I think, well, we keep going back to where we are expected to 
be more when we are in an elevated position. Um, I know that my off-duty conduct uh, can affect my job, um, so I don't understand why it wouldn't affect somebody else's job. Uh, it's it's all about how people view you now, uh, and, and it's I mean it's give and it's take. Uh, there's good things and there's bad things about it. <coughs> Excuse me, but it's all how you're viewed. Um, and he's going to be being viewed in a negative light, which is going to shed it on Arkansas and you know, on that school and then that football program because people are not going to speak about the football team without saying something about the incident or his, you know, off-the-field actions. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that it has to be that way, but you almost have to be a perfect person when you're in an elevated position or somebody's going to find some dirt to throw it on. David? Well, you know, again, it's a, uh, you know, just another case of someone doing something morally wrong and it has affected his employment. I mean, uh, you know, he's dealing with, I don't know how old Bobby Petrino is, uh, 50s, uh, but he's, you know, he's, Having this extramarital affair with a, you know, basically a co-ed, somebody 25 year old, 25 years old, and you know, and you know, he hired her under that pretense, and then after he got into the accident, he lied to uh, his superiors, and as a result of him lying, uh, that cost him his job. I think if he would have just told the truth. He probably would just gotten some type of suspension or you know some type of uh, slap on the wrist or something. But being that he didn't tell the truth and tried to pay the girl off twenty thousand uh, dollars, you know that doesn't look good, you know. And so as a result of that, he lost his job. I mean, yes, he should be held to a higher standard because of the position he's in the fiduciary uh, uh, position. And so, therefore, he needs to act accordingly, and he didn't do that, unfortunately, and um, he lost his job. Well, Galen, I think he still would have lost his job. I think it was so negative that they were gonna they were gonna fire him anyway. I think I don't know that him trying to pay her off or him lying to his parents is gonna have anything to do with it because you're not gonna have the you know the dean of schools wanting to sit up and answer these questions from this this media or this press every time, you know, something's in the light. And he's just, you know, as bad as he didn't want to do it, looked like to me in the interview, uh, the way he got upset, he went on ahead and did because it's just too much. Well, the thing about it was, Terry, I mean, the people in, in the Arkansas Razorback uh, Nation were willing to forgive him. Uh, I mean, the fans came out, they supported him, they liked the fact that he had come from a nothing team to a top ten team and now, you know, he had done a good job with them and so they were willing to excuse the extramarital fair part of it and but when he you know, when the light everything came out and he's lying and and doing all the paying off and stuff, I think that's what cost him his job ultimately. Yeah. You know what Galen? So I think they might have gave him a pass just because what he had done with that uh with that uh program. But since he didn't, you know, act in the truth, he lost his job. Terry, you're lying. Yeah. 
But you know what, Gayla? I'm going to go back to what you just said because I wanted to comment on that. But we got Eric Coleman on the line, too. Eric, you there, Eric? Hello, fellas. How you doing? Well, I got a question for all you guys because um, I'm glad you said that, um, Galen, because last week we had, um, had Reggie played on the line uh, on the show. And already says about winning, winning, winning. And what you said, Gary, I mean, Galen, people are willing to excuse what he did because all it's about winning. So is that what it's about, just win, 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 and we excuse what everybody do on the other side of their life? Who want to start? It is about winning. Um, but if you embarrass the program, uh, then it comes down to the, uh, you know, as the face of the organization, it comes down to now public opinion on whether or not you, you're going to be able to keep your job with, no matter whether you're winning or not is basically what I said. Uh, because when you, when you uh, do something like Petrino did, it's, you know, pretty much unforgivable, and no matter if you're winning or not, you're going to lose your job. You there? Yeah, I think it does come down to the um, the fact that he didn't come clean from the beginning. Um, it doesn't look good, but then when you hide it, you just kind of multiply or magnify the um, the whole incident to being even much more, being worse than it actually was. So I, I agree with Galen, um, as he said earlier, had he just come clean from the start, I think his punishment, it had an opportunity to be less than what it was. Because um, quite honestly, like I tell my girls, I said, my daughters, I have two daughters, and I tell them, I said, you may not get in trouble for what you did, but you will always get in trouble for lying about it. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of, he he falls in that uh, that same category. Yeah, but isn't his private life, I mean, you know what I'm saying, Eric and Galen, isn't his private life should be his private life? Just because he was on a motorcycle at school and he got hurt, you know, what do that have to do with, you know, him being fired in his, his life? Well, I, I don't, yeah, I, that's a fine line because I do agree, James, that, you know, they should have a private life. However, I think it leaves room for scandal to develop and then tarnish an image of an organization based on the false statements that were made. So that, like you said, it is a fine line because I do believe people should have their private life and their, private life and their personal life. I mean, their, their private life and their professional life. But when you start to tell inconsistencies in stories or just... Uh, omittance or flat-out lies, it it creates an opportunity for there to be a scandal, which is going to reflect on an organization, and then you leave that organization no choice but to get involved. You agree with that, Gaylord? Well, yes, because, you know, in the wake of the Sandusky scandal, you know, people allow things to go on there for years and years and years, and then it comes to a head and look at the storm that they received from that and the criticism nationally because the people in authority uh, uh, in that program didn't step forward, you know. And again, you know, I think with that in light, you had to take action now because the head of the football program was not um, being honest and telling the truth to you, in fact, trying to cover it up on top of it, and therefore, he couldn't go on with that individual. It's his private life, 
but he made it more of a public thing by not telling the truth, you know? But, but, but Gary, I know what you're saying, but why would you have to tell, like, like you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, I got to tell you, Gary, just because I went out and I did something, I said, well, I had two beers, or I, I, I went and spent, I went to the casino. Why do I have to tell you everything about that, though? You know what I'm saying? You know, why do I have to tell you I was on the bike with a girl or, you know? Why do I have to do all that, you know? Because you're a public figure. Yeah, but that's my life outside of that, you know? But you're, they pay you million dollars not to... They pay you millions of dollars to represent the organization, the program, in a light that's positive. And now you are making a negative uh, mark on the program, and so... You you know you you're not only getting paid to go out there and perform and do your job. You're getting paid like Peyton Manning or any of these high-profile quarterbacks. They're not only professional athletes; they're the face of the organization. They need to be in high character, high standards. And if they do that, if they if they if they bring negative um, 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 a face to the organization, then it doesn't work. They, they they invest too much money. You need to have a positive organization, and that helps to bring in the people and make money for the for the organization itself. So you know you can't have a negative um, image and be in that position. That's true. It's like when you signed your contract uh, to play in the NFL. It said right in the contract that um, you're representing the organization. So once you agree to that, it extends out to your private life. Um, now, whether or not it should do that or, or, or no, it, it's in the contract. So you know what you're getting into. And then when you think about uh, all the guys who in football that have been getting in trouble for various reasons, that image is, oh, okay, the Broncos just hire a bunch of drug addicts, a bunch of you know drinkers and partiers. That image that you are portraying in your private life leaks over into the organization. So it doesn't become, you know, hey, that player is a bum. It's that bum is a part of that lousy organization. You know, Eric, I love that you said that because that's a, my question down the line. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. I'm glad you said that, Eric. I, I call Eric, um, I text him to be on the show because, Gary, I want y'all opinion on this. I know it would be great opinion because this is a, I mean, this has been all over TV and the Internet and everything, but what we're going to do is see if we get Terry back online after break, and then we come back. I'm going to, um, got a question for you, Eric, with that, what you just said. But well, this is Jam Loving, host of Loving Our Sports Talk. We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, talking baseball.
Baseball with Jim Layritz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk. We got Terry back. Can Terry back? I'm here. You had all that noise in the background. Everybody thought you were at the casino or something. You win the money back, no, right? It's New York, man. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Before you went to break, we went to break, we had you on there, Terry. I, I know, I think you heard everything we were saying, but guys, well, when Eric made a good point, you know, what you were saying that, but my thing is, is, um, you know, like, I think Eric said on the break, like, do you think he still going to get fired without bringing that off? Isn't they well, adults? I, you know, they could sit in adults and, you know, they could do what they want. That's their life. His wife has to deal with that, not the organization, you know, the football, you know. Well, but Why do well, I have to do – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you I love yourself, it. When, when has that mattered? I mean, it's always – anybody who gets fired from a, uh, a broadcasting network or anybody that says something, you know, uh, look at Warren Sapp when he accused Shockey of being the, the rat. Um, he didn't get fired. Um, but you take a scandal like that. And people take it for what it is. And um, these moral issues that people seem to have is what ends up getting people fired. Um, whether you label a racist or whether you say a racist comment um, or whether you do something like what he did. I mean, it's it's the moral aspect of it that our society can't seem to handle and they make it their business. Now, is it their business? No, it's not. But they make it their business. Guys, make sure you say your name. I just got an email saying they want to know who's talking. So say your name so this is okay. no talk. So who's next? Well, this is Galen. And, uh, you know, it, like we said, when you're an uh, athlete and you're famous, you play in any professional sport, or you're a high-profile coach, you 
there's expectations on you that you're going to have conduct conduct that's, you know, beneficial to your organizational program. And when you act outside of that, then you're going to be punished for it. Whether you lose your job or whatever, be fine. Look at the look at the NFL. Goodell is trying to clean up that image, making sure that none of the players in the league damage the image the image of the shield of the NFL. That shield is protected, and so they put a good product on the field. They want their players to act accordingly. They get paid to be professionals on and off the field, and therefore. If you step outside of that, if you get caught doing anything, then you are subject to a fine. You are subject to suspension if you do anything that may damage the shield of the NFL. And that's where that's where they're going. And it, and it should be that way. There. Eric. Yeah, this, I agree. I mean, I've said the same the same thing. Um, you are the face of the organization, and. Um, I think you would even see that in some um, of uh, corporate jobs uh, will do the same thing to a certain extent. The only thing is it's not publicized um, as if you are with the NFL or some other type of organization. I mean, even Tiger Woods uh, suffered uh, from his endorsements. Uh, we saw that, and granted, his is on a, a much larger scale of um, corruption <laughs> and you know deviant behavior, but... He is a face of the organizations that he represented. Uh, I think the only difference is um, they didn't suspend him from golf. Um, could that have been done? I don't know. But the golf is a little different than the NFL. Um, and then you also have to consider how much money he's bringing in for it. So, you know, the bottom line is when you become a representative of any organization, you have to always present a positive image because it is going to reflect on that organization, and they will um, reprimand you in whatever means uh, they have available to them when you do something that is um, detrimental to that image. Well, then, then let's go a little further, guys. Since y'all saying that you, with this company, you know, let's let's stick with the coaches now. Then in that second half of the show, we deal with the players. But I want to stick with the coach because. You know, I say the private life, and then I say, you know, this is America, freedom of speech. You know, just like the White Sox, well, he's a Mariner coach now, Ozzie Gillis. When you go out and speak, you know, and you say something, people want to fire you because what you, you know, express your feelings. And I think the story with him, he said something about, you know, Fidel Castro, right, guys? Yeah. That's just like, you know, can you say what you want to say, I mean, guys, and can you do your private life? When is there... You, you could be you, you know. Go ahead, guys. This is Eric. I think you can you can have a better argument for um, saying what you want to say when you want to say it when you're not the face of an organization. I can get away with saying a lot more things than you know Peyton Manning or you know some of those guys can can get away with. I'm not held to that same standard because I don't represent anyone. So. When you stand alone, you have a little bit more freedom to voice your opinion. And when you're standing behind and representing an organization, you kind of have to curb that a little bit. Well, this is Terry, and I, I agree with that. Um, but again, I think that it's these these moral issues that people seem to have most of the um, the heartache about. 
uh, the Tiger Woods thing. That was that was a moral issue. He was married. He was having sex with you know all these uh, call girls or whatever the heck you want to call them. Um, you know, and, and nobody wanted uh, him to be associated with the product or or you know or their organizations. So I think it's the moral aspect of things that that get people all caught up and and end up you know ultimately getting people fired or, or losing their jobs. Gala. Yeah, this is Galen, and you know, again, you're not representing only yourself. I mean, even as an individual, you, you, for me, I tell my sons they represent my family, you know, and so when they go out into public, they should act accordingly, you know, and then there's consequences if they don't do that. I mean, it's the same aspect, you know. I mean, you represent a, a company, a corporation, <clears throat> a team, you know, a community, you know, uh, there's more than you. There's always going to be more than just you you're going to be representing. So, I mean, even the individual, they have to answer to someone. And therefore, you know, when they do something negative, then that looks bad on the family, it looks bad on the city, the state, and so forth and so on. So, you know, we we never will get to a point where we can just go out and do whatever we want to as individuals and not affect someone else. So, you know, Ozzy Ginn's situation, um, again, you know, he said some things that he shouldn't have said, especially being in an organization uh, in the Latin community, a, a, a majority Cuban community, and for him to say what he did was definitely wrong, and there needed to be an apology made, which he did. He got suspended, which is probably good as well, and it's going to take him a long, a long time to rebuild those fences because, you know, it was very offensive to those people. Now, I can't understand that. But doesn't mean that it's not right. The reason I went there, Galen and Eric and Terry, was because you know I listened to first take on ESPN and um, Skip Bayless, um, Jalen Rose, Chris Carter was on there. They had a thing with saying, "Can we say what we want to say?" And you know what you want the the fans want to hear it like it is. They don't want you to be lied to. They don't want to be a reality show. They want you to tell it like it is. Am I right, guys? And that's what they were saying today, you know, like, why do y'all get get mad and get people fired when they tell it like it is? And when when your life is like it is, you know. He was out on a, a Sunday riding his motorcycle when he wouldn't go, yeah, that was a Sunday or whatever day. But, you know, why can't it be told like it is with Ozzy? And, and you don't get fired and get criticized for it, guys. Well, this is Terry. Um, I did watch that. I watched it this morning. And I understand what uh, where, where both sides were coming from, uh, especially Jalen Rose. He um, he's saying, well, we can't just be talking about these people and saying these bad things about these athletes because that's somebody's son, somebody's right. you know, uh, dad, somebody's brother. Um, what what should be reported and what shouldn't be reported? Um, that's you know that's that I don't know I don't know the answers to those but I know that uh, if I was in <coughs> in some of the limelight that some of these high profile uh, players and athletes that these guys were talking about I mean that that's kind of personal stuff but when you are high profile who's to say you know uh, uh, should Allen Iverson's um, personal life be made private uh, how much of it. Uh, to that kind of extent, I mean, it's 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 kind of silly to uh, to sit here and think that we have to have this conversation um, when 
when you're a, a, an athlete, you're a high-profile athlete, where's my personal business, my personal life? Um, but that's what the people want. That's what the media seems to uh, to thrive on is this reality type type show stuff. And and I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't really like it because I think you should have some kind of a of a personal life to uh, to what you do. You're, you're you're an athlete. You're a basketball or football player or, or hockey or whatever you do, and that's what you do. But in your off time, you should have some kind of privacy. You know, guys. Before the other answer, uh, okay, yeah, we got time. We got five minutes to a break. Go ahead, Galen or Eric. This Eric, I wanted to say something really quick because it kind of, as Terry was talking, it made me think that you know, really, do any of us really have a personal life? Um, if you do something that the paparazzi or the news um, crew feel is a story and they want to put it out there, you're going to have people taking pictures of you or at your door or asking you questions, and it's going to be publicized. So, James, if you did something and Peyton Manning or John Elway or any of those guys uh, did a similar thing, society is going to want to know about them. They're not going to want to know about you. But if you were the only one to do it and the media thought it was newsworthy and would sell papers or get hits on Internet websites, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you don't have a, a private life. So to a certain extent, none of us really have a private life. It's just whose private life they want to make public. Absolutely. I totally agree. This is Terry. I totally agree with that. Yeah, this is I, I would agree with that as well. But but the thing of it is, I know I know what you're saying, um, um, Eric, and that that's perfect. You know, nobody want to know about me, or you know, but they want to know about that. But my point is, the saying is, um, why can't these players or coaches speak up when they want to speak up? But then when something happens, like if I'm out on a Sunday fishing and somebody see me with a girl or see me with doing something, you know, why is that so important that I can't do that? And then it's get me fired. Or get you know this big news that I'm doing something wrong. We all gonna do something wrong. Nobody's perfect, right, guys? All right. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Jimmy the Greek? Yeah. You remember what he said? Mm-mm. Go ahead, tell us, guys. I don't remember. Remember he was talking. He was yeah. in a bar, and someone caught him on film, and he was talking about how black athletes are built a certain way, and oh, yeah, so you're right, and yeah. it got back to everybody, and people were outraged over what he said, and he lost his job, you know. Uh, you know, the people are held, if you're in a public eye, you're held to a different standard than some common person, and therefore you know that going into it. All those guys know that. The NFL, we have a meeting every year to tell us, look, we are the, in, the, in the public eye, and we need, to be, we need to be conduct ourselves in a way that we won't be things won't be brought to attention. And if we don't, then that's what's going to happen to you. So it's not – athletes know this, and they have tons of money, they're targets, and all sorts of, sorts of stuff. So they need to protect themselves. But when they do protect themselves, and sometimes, they, you know, we say that they go overboard. But, again, it's there. They know it's there, and you can either make yourself do the right things or not. 
This is Eric. I, when Galen was talking earlier about um, is represent him when they go out in public or represent the family name, and where where Galen is living, you know, the the facts, the name is is probably well known. So you can't go out and just do anything that you want to do because it does come back to the family name or and or Galen. And it just not to bring it to a religious uh, point, but when he said that, it 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 immediately triggered the twenty third Psalm in in my mind, where it says, "He leadeth me in the path of righteousness." That means doing the right things, per, per, um, projecting the right image for His name's sake. And and I mean, if you go all the way back, it was you know from right then. Any time you're going to represent something, you're doing it for that name's sake. And it's going to come back, um, repercussions are going to come back when you step outside of what you're supposed to be doing or the way you're supposed to be representing something. So uh, that, just, that just triggered it in my mind because, you know, I want my name to uh, go out and kind of lead the way for my children. Should they say, you know, they go into an organization and say, you know, hey, my, my father is Eric Coleman, I want that to resonate in someone's mind that says, oh, okay, well, you come from good stock. Um, you know, we're going to let you in or, or we're going to do whatever we can do for you. Because sometimes that name carries weight. Just no, like Eric, the Trump name. Hold that. We got, we're going to take a break. This will be our last one. We can go through the next one. But we, I, I love that what you just said, Eric. We'll come back to what you said. And then what you said, Galen, because Rush Lindbergh and all these guys got fired for what they said. So, I'm glad what you said that again. So we'll be right back to see you uh, after the break, and we're going to finish what Eric was talking about. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Fantasy Sports is where the action really is. Over 40 million people play Fantasy Sports, but rarely do they get to quiz the experts. Fantasy Insights is the name and the game. Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back to the show, host of Loving and Sports Talk with co-host Terry Jackson and, and my main man, Gavin. We got Gavin back this week. But Terry, you made a point. You said you heard the show, you know, with um, Skip Bayless, you know, first take ESPN guys, the listeners out there, you know, and, and I talked to Gavin, you know, up there, and I talked to Terry, but all he was saying was, we sit there and we talk about these players and what they're doing there. Uh, their life. There's always their life outside of football or outside of the sport. And we, we, we judge now. Why are we doing that, guys? <clears throat> well, this is Terry. And here's a perfect example of things. And, and this brings it home for me. <coughs> Excuse me. My son, he would say, oh, I don't like that guy or I don't like this guy. And then he'll hear a personal interview of this person, this athlete or whoever, as we're watching them on the court or we're watching them on the football field per se, Deshaun Jackson or, you know, somebody like that. I, I specifically remember Deshaun Jackson because he's the one that we say, oh, man, he's cocky and we can't stand him and his attitude's poor and horrible. But Terry watched an interview on him, and he related to Deshaun Jackson. And he said, I like him now because I, I, I watched an interview him. We can't sit in judgment of these people as 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 a person by watching them on TV doing their sport or doing whatever they do because everybody's different. I'm not the same person necessarily on my job as I am at home or when I'm off. I don't think anybody is. Um, but we get a lot of perception of these people and it's kind of hard to sit in judgment of them. But what I think they were talking about <coughs> is Skip was saying, I watched his performance, and that's what I'm saying about his performance. Uh, his performance, he played like a baby, or he, you know, whatever name they use to describe how that person was playing, he was playing soft. Um, and I think that's the thing that Jalen said, you can't call these guys names, and, you know, because they're a person. Well, that's when the conversation and the debate really got good and got heated because, and I think the points we're trying to be made is 
hey, we're not calling him this name. We're saying he was playing like. We're describing his performance to a certain extent. Um, so I think we all have to be careful when we sit in judgment of people just by watching them on TV and not talking to them or knowing you know, about them. They, they sit and proclaim to do all this homework on, on these people before they speak. And I don't necessarily know that to be the case. Even Stephen A., uh, you know, he, he, he really proclaimed that they do their homework. Go ahead, Gavin, because I want to hear what you got to say, Gavin, because i got to <laughs> light you up for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, again, people have the uh, perception by what is reported in the media, and the media doesn't get it right the majority of the time, or they don't get all the facts, and so, you know, the media <clears throat> can report it any way they want to, and then people make a decision on how they're going to react based on what they hear. And it may not have to do with the person, the character of the person, or anything like that. It's just, you know, they're judging them based on way that, the way they play football or their attitude or how they look on the field or their body language and so forth. And, you know, that's ridiculous to me. Um, but it's, it's part of the game, you know. People, that's, what, that's the way the people see them when they're on the TV or if they go watch them in person, that's the way they see them and they make their opinions based on that. Just like Tiger Woods this past weekend. He's out there, you know, throwing clubs and kicking clubs and, and doing all sorts of things that you're not supposed to do in golf, you know. Uh, and so now you have people coming out against him and saying he he acted, you know, just uh, didn't represent the game good and all that kind of stuff. And again, you know, for me, he just he wears the motions on the sleeve. He's been that way forever, but since the scandal now, you know, he can't really do anything without tarnishing the game, you know. So uh, it's just the way people are going to react, and, and unfortunately for those people who are in that position, they have to deal with it. You know what, guys? One, I want to say, I got, <laughs> I'm sitting there reading, I got like 20 emails just doing the show, you know, but we're talking about that next show. I got some questions for you, and, um, Terry gave it. Okay. Wait, I don't know if y'all can handle them, but we're going to do that next show. I wanted to finish this show because I was disturbed about that thing, you know, like what you were saying, um, Terry, with Jalen and Skip. You know, we sit there and uh, people's personal life is judged, and you make that comment about them, and you really don't know them, you know. But what you were saying, Terry, Galen was saying, you know, the media see that, you know, but they don't see the whole thing, you know. Yeah. You've seen a, a part of it, and that's what you don't know, that person out giving and doing all this. But you got a person got to have that life where they're going to have fun. You know, Michael Jordan, I remember my friend, the sheriff out here, he, you know, he said they used to keep coming to the mall at 12 o'clock when it was closed at midnight. That's the only time he could shop, you know? Yeah. And, and they still, but that life that people ain't seeing that they need, you know? Am I right, guys? Help me out. Yeah, I, I think you're right, you know, but again, when we start talking about, <laughs> when we start talking about millions of dollars in endorsements and, and all these multi-million dollar contracts with Buick, Nike, um, Prudential, w whatever we're talking about, we're not only talking about the game of golf or the game of basketball. I mean, we're, we're getting into the business aspect of things and you got to read the fine print, but when you sign on that dotted line, you're not thinking about those kinds of things when they're paying you those millions of dollars. I mean, I think it works both ways. Um, 
if I'm going to be making millions of dollars from two or three different companies or, or organizations or, or endorsements, dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to drink my uh, Grey Goose and Cranberry. You're not going to catch me at the strip club. You're not going to, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to go shopping, I'll, I'll shut them all down like MJ. Okay. And I'll go shopping that way because, you know, if, if the money is that important and that's what's making you smile, you can't afford to be out there going and getting in bar fights and, and getting in motorcycle accidents and, and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Not only are you signing those contracts, but you're the face of those people now. You know, you can't be on TV commercials uh, for, for, for citizen uh, quartz watches and, and, and beauty centuries and, and all this stuff and not think that something's going to hurt you when, when, when push comes to shove. You know what, Gabriel, I want you to answer that for me. I know I ain't cut y'all, Gabriel. Terry, what you said was, so what you're saying, Terry, is, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gabriel, so I'm a lie to the public, but when I'm at home, I'm a drunk and I'm a freak. That's what you said. <laughs> no. That's what you said. You lie to them and show them, but when you're in the house, what do you want to do, run around butt naked? What? Am, am I right? No, that's what you said, Terry. Like, Gabriel. I, I, I don't think that was quite what he was saying. I, I don't think so either, Gil. <laughs> what, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that I'm, if I'm going to be in the limelight and I can't go out in society and take a chance on having someone report something bad about me or having someone say something bad about me, then I'm going to stay at home. So if I want to have a drink or if I want to have a small get-together, I'm going to do it at home. I'm not going to go. I'll order out. I'll have it catered. I mean, when these guys are making this kind of money, why would they want to take the chance of going out there and getting in trouble? It's the same thing I say. When you're signing a million-dollar contract, why are you going out selling marijuana? It makes no sense to me. Gaylor. Well, you know, he's you know he's right. I mean, what you do behind closed doors is what you do. I mean, nobody should be privy to that, and and nobody should expect which they do anyway, but they shouldn't because they if it happened to them and people peers and have a camera in their life, uh, they would not like it and we don't like it as well as athletes. And so, you know, we should have, be able to have a private life. However, when we go out in the, and we do things that make our private life public, then we have to suffer the consequences of that. So, you know, again, as an athlete, you know these things. They train you on these things. You know, we used to have the FBI come in and talk to us when I played. And so yeah. it's not that you don't know these things. It's just that you don't put the, uh, you know, the, the boundaries <clears throat> for yourself and you think you're just normal and you go out there and do those things and then you make yourself an embarrassment to your team and to your family and now, you know, you're in the limelight because of something negative. You have to protect yourself when you have that much money and you have that much spotlight on yourself, you need to protect yourself. I've got a quick question. This is Terry. Quick question for you guys. <clears throat> Do you know, have you, have you ever heard anything bad being said about Denzel Washington? Has anybody ever heard any rumors, anything bad, off the cuff, negative about him? Because I personally have not. And that's, that's one person who I can say who is very famous. Everybody knows this man. You recognize him. He's done hundreds of movies. 
he's a, he's a very recognizable person. But I've not heard one bad thing about Denzel Washington. And you could say that about a lot of other people. So I don't think it's that difficult to to toe the line. And he's not a big endorsement guy. He's an actor. You know, he doesn't hold any big endorsement contracts that I'm aware of. I haven't seen him on any commercials or anything like that. But you know what, Terry? What you're saying, we haven't heard nothing bad, but you haven't heard nothing bad because when you hear something bad about either him cheating on somebody or his money or something. Am I right, Gary? Yeah. We don't know all the other little stuff that's going on because I know him, not personally, but I know who got him started with, you know, Lydia Harris. I know who got him started, but there are some things about him, you know what I'm saying, that but you're only going to hear the bad thing that they're cheating, they got something with the law wrong, or am I right, though, Gary? Well, you know, those are things that, that you know, the media considers worthy to print about people because right. they're going to sell newspapers, they're going to get people watching their programs and so forth and so on. So the media doesn't want, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to promote negative or let's say, for example, we have to bring him up, Tim Tebow. He puts out a positive I was going to bring that up. Right. He puts out a positive light. But could you imagine if he did something negative, what type of storm that would happen from that? So, again, you know, he's trying to have a positive image. He gets, you know, uh, his share of media because of that. But if something negative goes wrong in his camp, you can bet that the media is going to be all over it and it's going to be a fiasco. See, and that's the thing that I'm afraid of, Mm -hmm. is that somebody's going to catch him doing something, and it may be minor. But that's 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 the problem that I thought with Tebow from all along. And I'm sorry, love, we're going back to Tebow, but <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm glad you did, Terry. I'm no, glad. I, I'm just saying because I think the higher of a, you know, the bigger the pedestal that you put on, the harder you fall down. And, and Tiger Woods is a perfect example of that. That's right. Um, and and I don't, you know, I I feel for him because he's a young guy, and I think he he hasn't made his name yet, and he's still working on it. There's still a lot of negative aspects to his game that he has to improve on. <laughs> and I hope that they give him a chance to do that. But yeah. I, I really hated that they put him on this big pedestal. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? We're all human. That's the thing about it. Absolutely. And so, you know, of course, he, he's not perfect. He's not Jesus Christ. Uh, so there's there's some, he has problems. He has struggles and so forth. And, and so, but people put him in such a, you know, uh, on such a pedestal that, you know, if he does anything negative, then they're going to say, oh, look, he's not who he's supposed to be, such as what he claims to be. And, you know, like you said, it's going to be a hard fall. And, right. uh, and I don't think Tebow is giving the message that he's perfect. I think he's saying Jesus is perfect, but he's not. People but, are again, him the media reports that, you know, he does this, this, and that. And so he'll take a high fall. Because a lot of people won't follow his message. They'll follow him. Right. And that's what the problem is, is that his message is different. He's not saying follow me. He's saying follow Jesus. But Absolutely. they're going to follow him and make him the guy. And when he falls, then they fall and they're mad at him. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Terry, I'm glad you said that because your Baylor said that. You know, I listened to that. But And, and Galen, what he was saying was, Tebow is too much getting into the media now. He get more into it. And he's going to end up doing something that's going to just, the, you know what I'm saying? And you're right, Galen. I mean, Terry. He's going to do something to me. Go, hey, that's wrong what he's doing. But something look, he's going to do, they're going to latch on to it, and they're going to kill him with it, and it's going to ruin him. 
Right. So you are right, Terry. So I'm glad you said that, Terry. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm sorry for cutting you into on you, but the longer you're in front of that camera, the more of a chance you're going to have of slipping up, and and that's the thing. Now, I don't think Tebow is getting into the media anymore as the media is getting into Tebow. He's in New York now. Now there's a controversy. There's a quarterback thing. Um, the, the strip girl club girls are talking about, oh, we're giving free lap dances. Where is that coming from? Tebow ain't said nothing like that. See, that's the start of this thing, and it's not Tebow. It's not necessarily that person as it is that these other people around you coming in on you, you know, and I think they need to be fair. Taylor? Well, yeah, you know, again, I agree. I mean, you know, it's, he set, he's not setting himself up. The media is trying to set him up for a fall, and, you know, hopefully he doesn't do anything like that. Hopefully, you know, uh, he will make the right decisions throughout his career and, you know, his lifetime, and uh, and that there's not going to be anything like that. But if, in fact, he does, now for me, I'm not going to feel any differently about the young man um, because I know that none of us are perfect. And so I always, anybody who falls, even Ozzie Ginn or even this coach, you know, I always, I don't want to crucify anybody like that because I know my own shortcomings in my own life, and I, I'm, it's not for me to judge them, but I certainly love to help people who, and, I, and Terry's in the business of doing that kind of stuff for kids and stuff. So, you know, if I, if I, I come alongside people like that because, you know, just because, you know, they take a fall doesn't mean that everybody has to cru- crucify them, you know. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and it's not our place to judge. It's mm. not a man's place to judge. If people need to get that through their head, we are all human, and we all will make mistakes. We yeah. sin every day, and, and people need to understand that it is not our place to judge. But we do you know what? every single day. I agree with you, Terry, on that. But then I disagree with you, Gayla. Uh-huh. I agree. With you. you know, Terry, we can't judge. We all sit here and say this person do that. You know, like you say, I, you know, do this and that. You can't judge. But I disagree with you, Gayla. In this, Tebo is making it bad for himself by getting in the media and doing all this. Stay out of the media because the media. I keep telling you, either hurt, help you, or hurt you. It has helped Tebo right now. But he keep getting that face of the media. Am I right, Terry? It's gonna hurt him down the road. The, the the longer you're in the light, the the you know the the more of a chance you have to. It's like anybody. The more you drive, the, the you you heighten your chances of having an accident. It's right. the same thing. I mean, but I I don't know that he will <clears throat> he will go down that road. I guarantee you. You know what? I'm, we already owe Galen a dinner, Terry. You know I know. I know. I guarantee you, uh, another thing down the line. You know. But, you know, we only got a minute left. But, Gary, I still want to talk about that next week, about this Tebow thing, where the media's going to hurt him. You don't think it is. But I think it is, Gary. And plus, I got so many questions that from this show that they want to ask you and Terry, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, we got to get to them. We'll get to them first thing. Man. They, they on y'all. Um, y'all <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of y'all said, you know, the listeners want to hear it. <laughs> but, you know, next week, you know, thanks for being on, Gary, you know, because hey. last week we missed you. Terry, have fun to get back safe, man. Okay, we will, brother. You guys take care. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, guys. Okay, all right. Another show. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Later. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 